Y'all know what time it is. It's time for Monday Nights. Israel in the shadows. Let's do this, man. Then not forever. Monday Night Raw, baby. Let's get it. Monday Night Raw has sucked. Gasp. And it sucked. It has sucked because of you. Man, Seth. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Seth. Hold on now. Good job. It's Blake. Here in the shadows, watching Raw. And it opened up with Seth Rollins uh, calling out general manager elect Corbin. Comes out, of course. And, um, you know, Seth says he has some things to share with him. So, y'all hear exactly what he's been getting at. And, um, let's recall. This week, I did say we would start focusing on the heel face dynamic. Very clear that uh, Seth is a baby face. Of course, we have general manager elect Corbin as a heel, so I technically have to advocate for Seth here. And if we're going with the uh, seemingly majority opinion, Monday Night Raw sucks. Quote unquote. Now I've seen some things across the internet in the past couple of weeks, and yeah, it's uh the the opinion is abundantly clear. So the first thing we can do is say that uh, WWE is openly acknowledging what the internet had to say. So we can't say that they don't listen. That is a huge front if you think they're not. Oh, they're not doing what we want. But they're technically acknowledging what you're saying. That is a step in the right direction. So, calm down, infants. Calm down. Don't, don't be so entitled. And respect the fact that they're using these guys to at least, again, acknowledge what's being said. Seth? So, you know, last thing on this before we uh, go ahead and finish the segment. But it's very clear that Baron Corbett has been, uh, quote unquote, abusing his power as the general manager. Or like just uh, making, changing the rules in the matches would be my big thing. I didn't like how he would do that midway through. It was kind of comical. But at the same time, you know, authority figure running wild, you know, it's, uh, it's a representation of Stephanie and... I don't like attempting to make a McMahon look bad. Now, this is in storyline, so if uh, Braun Strowman has to forfeit come Sunday at TLC, streaming live on the WWE Network, then uh, it's it's going to be a long road ahead because uh, even though we can, I don't really want to advocate for him, but even though things have been a little topsy-turvy, for uh, general manager like Corbin in the past couple of weeks, and maybe Raw has been uh, seemingly subpar, says the majority. You know, things haven't been as chaotic. 
The only chaos has been Lucha House Party matches and uh, whatever he's whatever changes he's been making to matches. But outside of that, things haven't been out of control. But let's continue. Crowd screaming, Corbin sucks. Man. That's a fact. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that's really gonna send ratings through the roof. Oh man. That urine joke was funny. So we know that uh, Baron Corbin had enough to say to defend himself, and uh, he's definitely uh, big on sharing what he doesn't care about, that being the grievances that Seth Rollins has, the locker room, and of course the WWE Universe. And if he uh, doesn't care what we think, then we can't necessarily care what he wants to do. He made it really, really known. I thought it was pretty comical that he's going to win on Sunday by forfeit. Uh, hope Braun is doing well and hope he's able to make it, but we'll just have to see what happens. Either way, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin, general manager-elect, are going to go at it in a TLC match on Raw. Hold on, one more thing. I think Brock Lesnar actually had a match on Monday Night Raw sometime in the past at least three, four years. At least I think so. If That's if memory serves correct. But, hey, inside a storyline, if they want to say it hasn't been since 2002, then all right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Seth Rollins is uh, calling out Baron Corbin on being a coward because he didn't necessarily want to have the match. You know, he has general manager-elect duties to 
tend to, but, you know, uh, how many times can a man call another man coward? In result, tonight, in our main event, we're going to have the Kingslayer, Seth Rollins, taking on general manager like Baron Corbin in a tables, ladders, and chairs match on Monday Night Raw. That's like 16 years for real, bro. No, six years, pardon me. That's six years. That's a long time to not have that match. And it's going to be above the ring. For whatever it's worth, I saw the very first hour of Raw last night. I didn't get to watch the other two. Just so we could keep the surprise here. I heard saw a couple spoilers here and there, but I don't really want to speak on them. I tried to uh, skim past them when they had slid across my desk. But at the end of the night, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a very surprising ending. Anyway, later on, we're going to have a face-to-face breaker a contract signing, I assume, between Nia Jax and Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. And next up, we've got AOP with Drake Maverick taking on Rude and Gable for the Raw Tag Team Championships in a three-on-two handicap match. Man, oh man, this is going to be... <clears throat> Good. So we get backstage and we had, uh, you know, Seth walking uh, from the ring, and uh, we had an interview segment with Dasha the Chameleon Fuentes asking him uh, if it, it was the smartest thing to do in challenging Baron Corbin to not only a match but a TLC match. You do know that TLC is on Sunday. And this is, he's taking on Dean. I don't think there are any stipulations in the match outside of it being for the Intercontinental Championship. But we all know that this match could potentially be a huge game changer. We've seen it happen before. Stay inside the storyline with me, ladies and gentlemen. We saw what happened a while back with AJ and how Daniel Bryan won the championship heading into Survivor Series. So potentially tonight, the same exact thing could happen. And it might not change anything outside of it being for a championship. Baron Corbin could walk out as continental champion and general manager like walking into his match with Braun Strowman, but that's a TLC match. Outside of storyline, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak too, too much on what the plans uh, were made to be or changed to be from uh, the backstage position in respect to what it is they do, but... Yeah, he. the end result is he could definitely go into that match uh, not at 100% because of just the brutality that goes into a TLC match. So you could walk into a pay-per-view match uh, after a TLC on road, man, or a couple days to heal. You know, I would give Seth maybe 75% depending on how much uh, takes place tonight. And the main event between him and general manager like Baron Corbin. But Seth is, uh, you know, he looks at himself as a locker room leader. He looks at himself looks at himself as the man right along with the WWE Universe. And as much as we love Becky Lynch, you guys all know how I feel about him. I'm a little iffy on. I want to see, you know, what she's going to be able to bring to the table in her triple threat match against Charlotte and Oscar this Sunday at TLC. Uh, it's gonna be a TLC match. It's see, the, I don't even want to start talking about it. But I brought that up for the reason being that Seth Rollins completely demolished uh, 
her in a poll that WWE put up on, I believe, the Instagram platform, asking who was really the man. And we all know that Seth has been calling himself the man for a mighty long time. Becky just jumped on it and arguably uh, just ripped the idea from the nature boy. But either way, we do love Becky. No chance that you get to hear this. We love you, Rebecca. Seth got it. You know, it was like uh, 62%. Jeez, man. Uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to what, 38% I believe that is? That's a huge margin, but at the end of the day, uh, Becky Lynch is totally still uh, the man Becky Lynch, you know, but Seth Rollins is the man, Seth freaking Rollins. So him going into this uh, tonight is going to be huge, He and like I was saying earlier, he wanted to make sure that Baron, somebody stood up to Baron Corbin and attacked uh, the seeming tyranny because it's just... It's a lot. It's a lot that he's doing. We all know that. And he thinks that he wouldn't deserve to call himself uh, Intercontinental Champion. You know, which is kind of the mainstay title on Raw right now. Because Brock Lesnar is uh, nowhere to be found in the moment. He'll be around when we see him. You know, so he's pretty much just holding the championship for himself. Intercontinental Championship is the heavyweight championship on the raw brand so we have to put respect on that and honestly i think it gives the title much much prestige you know it reminds me just personally reminds me of just how important the championship was taking nothing away from guys like the miz and guys like dean ambrose and guys like Dolph ziggler you know who all brought much uh much needed prestige back to the championship made it feel important again you know, in no specific order, you know, but right now, Seth Rollins is in a very uh, unique position as Intercontinental Champion on Monday Night Raw, while, you know, the Universal Champion is uh, somewhere floating around the cosmos of WWE, so he knows it's not smart, but he's doing what a champion would do, that's, that's huge, it should be inspirational to anybody that likes Seth Rollins or uh, likes the Intercontinental Championship, so let's move on to this Tag Team Championship 3-on-2 handicap match between AOP, uh, Drake Maverick, and Rudin Gable. Wait a moment, wait a moment, we're running it back last week when they were backstage. Listen to Corbin, listen to Corbin. I came, I came here to tell you I changed my mind. This was last week on board, it was a 3-on-2 handicap match. They went on to take the victory. They hit a, hit him with a, what was it, a super collider. Thank you, Michael Cole. And Drake Maverick went in for the victory. We remember what last week what happened on Raw. But the reminder of it all, you know, it, again, it gives to this idea that Baron Corbin is literally abusing his power in a way. You know, like, oh, I changed my mind from before it was all I forgot. <laughs> you know, like, he's just, you know... Uh, he's throwing his weight around in a fashion that is it's entertaining, but at the end of the day, it's wrong. Can't be doing stuff like that, Corbin. That's crazy. So, now we got 3-on-2 handicap match for the Tag Team Championships between AOP and the matching Gable and Rude. Uh, Rude is out of his singlet. You know, he's wearing some trunks and both wearing blue. Very, very cool uh, that, you know. 
they they on that. You know, they they sinking up a little bit. But I'm pretty sure this is going to be a very physical match. Alright, so the championship match was actually fairly entertaining. The story that was told was mainly the AOP, of course, dominating the two. There was a giant uh, double hip toss to Drake Maverick out of the ring into the AOP. He went flying. That was I would almost call that move of the match. But um, all in all, after a lot of domination, these guys went for the super collider. They hit the first part of it. Bobby Roode ended up taking a powerbomb, but Gable was able to hurry Karana out of it. But quickly got uh, put right back down. But after that, Drake Maverick actually wanted to come into the ring so he could take the pin in victory. He, uh, you know, we like to call, he tried to floss on him too much, no dance move attached. But he tried to do Bob, Bobby Roode's, uh, you know, little pose and be glorious, bask in it. And Bobby Roode was able to have the wherewithal enough to get him in a quick, what was that, like a crucifix pinning combination or a situation and got the one, two, three. So, got what? Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are now your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Congratulations, guys. I think that's awesome. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how these two are able to uh, maintain the championships. And, you know, it was much, much well-deserved victory. You know, they they got the matching robes. They got the matching outfits. And after all of this and stuff like that, after, the you know, the desecration and the urine jokes and stuff, you know, now I think it's uh, very cool that they were able to at least, you know, get the championships. And, you know, next week we're going to have the uh, contractually obligated rematch. So something's going to happen. I almost would say that the AOP are going to do something to get themselves disqualified. But I don't want to look that far into the future. Drake Maverick took the pin here. So that's an argument uh, for AOP regardless. But... Uh, later on tonight, we're going to have Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre going one-on-one. After last week, uh, Dolph had a seeming, or maybe we, it looked like it was going to be a uh, a face turn where he was attempting to, well, he pretty much was very offended that during Drew McIntyre appreciation night, he wasn't invited to the party. They had the match, Finn interfered, and... Ziggy proved yet again that on any given night, Finn could always, well, excuse me, he could, Ziggy, Dolph Ziggler could always, always come through out of nowhere and one, two, three, yeah, you know, uh, that super kick, the zigzag, I just want to make it known, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was very upset that we had to see uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the however many time, but at the end of the day, what I did recall very well was that Dolph Ziggler is, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, he's a great, great WWE superstar, multi-time champion, and above anything, just like he proved last week, he could pick up a victory at any given moment, any match, you never know. So, he's going to be taking on Drew McIntyre tonight, after that win he picked up last week. <laughs> it's going to be a good match, I'm sure. You know? So now we've actually got uh, Natty coming out to uh, 
I guess, uh, speak on the situation between her and Ruby Riot, who she'll be taking on in a tables match at TLC this Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network. So I'm interested to see what she's got to say. While Natty comes out, I'm, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, how much all, how much is taking place between herself and Ruby Riot, and yeah, it's uh, it should almost uh, shaking my head thought because Ruby Riot, you know, she destroyed her late uh, father's, uh, you know, shades, you know, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart, and it was almost distasteful. It's been borderline, you know. I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, WWE is going too far and stuff like that. Because one, we know that they will go directly to the edge and step over it. But at the end of the day, we don't really know what goes on in the minds of WWE superstars off of TV. Nor do we know what goes on backstage, no matter how many dirt sheets we attempt to read. So maybe, just maybe, Jimmy Anvil Neidhart, like... uh, even Eddie Guerrero, dare I say, enjoy the idea of having themselves in the storyline after they pass on so that memory can live on, regardless of how it works because of uh, our entertainment. How we feel doesn't necessarily uh, matter as long as we feel something. And that might be a lesson for somebody who hasn't figured that out just yet. So I'm excited to see uh exactly what Natty has to say and I'm pretty sure we're gonna catch a, uh, a uh, some mic time from Ruby Riot herself on this go home show the TLC this Sunday cut to backstage with Charlie C aka Charlie Caruso the C stands for CrossFit go check out her Instagram she is a she-hulk but uh she was interviewing uh, the new tag team champions and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable and you know they they said exactly what they needed to say as the new champions they happy they finally reached the top of that tag team mountain they always had it at the forefront of their vision and uh, it's glorious to be able to finally reach that peak or you know that pinnacle of their careers respectively you know, as a team and even individually, you know, Bobby Roode is a former United States champion. And of course, the NXT run that I've heard so much about was a thing of beauty, honk if you feel me. So on to this uh, uh, in-ring segment with Natalia, remembering last week that she was put through a table, had a slight uh, seeming elbow injury, but it wasn't necessarily an injury, but she definitely, excuse me, she definitely looked like she hurt her elbow. You run run that match back, well, not match, but you go back and uh, watch from, watch, excuse me, watch Raw from last week, and you'd realize that she landed on her elbow extremely hard during that super kick into like double power bomb thing. It was it was crazy. So, let's see what Natty has to say. Natty Cat. I normally walk out of here with a huge smile on my face because I'm the type of person that wears my heart on my sleeve. But there is something that I want to get off my chest, and it's about Ruby Riot. I love this business. I love WWE. But 
person in this business, and Ruby doesn't respect a thing in this business. Ruby, you made this personal when you destroyed my father's sunglasses. Uh, uh, you tried to destroy my dad's legacy. And you keep talking about how I've been handed everything, how I've been spoon-fed the WWE because of my last name. Nah, Natty's actually very talented in ring. I have had to overcome so much to make it to the WWE. You remember a little something, Ruby, called the Montreal Screwjob? We've heard things about it. That's what's up. Ruby at TLC, I'm going to teach you about respect. Mm. And Sunday at TLC, I'm going to dedicate my match to someone that if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here in the WWE today. Mm. Someone that I love and that I respect more than any other person in this world. I'm gonna dedicate this match. That's right. And I'm gonna say his name out loud for everybody to hear, including you, Ruby. I'm dedicating this match at TLC to my father, Jim the Anvil Nyhart. Wow, man. Natty is so strong for that. She is so strong, and you have to respect her more as a human being to be able to do that on live television in front of all of those people in San Diego, California. That's real, man. Tune in, y'all. TLC, streaming live. I'm actually gonna start trying to guess these things. It has to be almost once a week or once a month almost, but I've been noticing it happening a lot lately. Not enough for me to recall or remember like exactly what the situations or the stories were in detail. But the WWE definitely has a way of pushing the internet platforms, buttons. You know, these social media uh, spaces that uh, WWE is taking a part of, like, you know, the Instagram, Twitter feed. We all know these things. These guys get so riled up. And I think that this segment here, yeah, because Ruby Riot came out and well, with the Riot Squad, of course, and they set up a table uh, standing up. And Ruby Riot, of course, delivered her promo in a very, uh, very powerful fashion, uh, speaking on how everyone knows that Nettie cares about her dad and such, and 
Uh, we all know she's crying and always feeling sorry for herself and all of that. And I'm not going to agree with it. I'm not. Uh, no, we love Natty. We all do. But one of the lines of the promo was, uh, you need to seek counseling. I thought that was pretty funny from a personal space. And the off chance that WWE ever gets to hear this. LMAO. But, um... Yeah. She, uh... Said even though she knows she's not going to be invited to the Hart family Christmas. She did bring a gift. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. The table was covered with a black cloth. Like a black tablecloth. When she unveiled the tablecloth. It, it was a, a little sticky... A sticky poster thing, a cutout of uh, Jimmy Anvil Naha, may his soul rest in peace and power, you know. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a little weird. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> it was. Uh, would I go as far as to say distasteful? No, that's what the internet platforms are for. But um, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a lot, you know. It's a definite low blow to Natty, you know. And uh, I know this, if anything, is just going to fuel that fire in the belly. And she is going to slam Ruby Riot through a table. Now, if Ruby Riot is able to pick up a victory and put her through the table with her daddy's cutout on, like, that would be something else. It would skyrocket Ruby Riot to the next level. But... Let's 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 all pull for the faces here. I think Natty's gonna pick up the victory in this one. Uh, the tables match at TLC streaming live this Sunday on the WWE Network. Oh, Ziggy talking. show off. Now what I don't understand is Finn Balor getting involved. I don't need his help. Look at that. Know. Maybe Drew. That's a hybrid feel. Should have mm. pretended I was Finn Balor. He should have just remembered I'm Dolph Ziggler. Nah. It's too bad that he's too good. So, Dolph Ziggler taking on. That's right, Gravy. This got a psychopath. Drew McIntyre and one on one match, one fall. Next, did you know that Finn Balor competed in his first match at the age of 18? He relocated from Ireland to Japan to hone his skills in the Far East before moving to the U.S. to join NXT. Guess what? It's Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre this Sunday at TLC. What? What? Alright, thank you, Michael. So going into Drew and Dolph's match on Raw, this singles matchup, uh, Charlie Caruso, Charlie C, links up with him in the ring and uh, has a, a question about, uh, you know, how he feels about the match coming up at uh, TLC. Of course, you know, Drew delivers a great promo, very powerful words, 
and um, it speaks on how Finn is now injured and can't even come compete. And uh, he's attempting to, again, make Raw a better place. And as far as Dolph Ziggler goes, uh, you know, he's just going to end up getting his head kicked off. A major uh, situation, and that was the main question from Charlie about him uh, losing his undefeated streak last week. Uh, very, very, very serious when he spoke on how no man is undefeated. You know, every man has been beaten once. Now, one could argue that with uh, Floyd Mayweather, but this isn't boxing, this is sports entertainment. Excuse me. Whew. So, with that, every man uh, takes a loss here or there, and it's about how you get up. If that makes you any weaker, then you were supposed to be beaten. You know, but technically it's supposed to make you stronger. And that's exactly what uh, Drew is getting at. So moving into the match with Dolph Ziggler, you know, Drew is definitely uh, convinced that he's going to pick up the victory tonight because he was pissed off last week. You feel me? And I think it's a... Look, look Ziggy, they interrupted me. They go ahead, then Ziggy, let's get this match going. Commentary. sequence of that match was crazy first of all they uh it was a very hard-hitting match between the both of them there was a spot where Dolph was able to send Drew into the outside post the LED post and Drew was down for an entire nine count but don't count him out because he got back in the ring just in time and Ziggy went for a super kick but collapsed I don't know if his uh, leg gave out, it was just his energy, you know, but uh, Drew was able to get up, you know, taunt him a little bit, and Ziggy was able to take advantage of that and hit a zigzag for a 1-2, but not quite the 1-2-3, because it's after that when Ziggy said he was going to finish it, finally, going for uh, that super kick that knocked out uh, Drew last week for the one, two, three. As soon as Drew got up and Ziggy came running in, I mean, it didn't even look like Ziggy knew what was going to happen because nobody in the crowd seen it coming. I was extremely surprised to see it happen. Out of nowhere comes a Claymore. Surprise from Drew McIntyre, which secured him the one, two, three victory. And, you know, after the match, it was where the story uh, truly continued. Because then, uh, just like last week as with how Drew McIntyre beat up Finn Balor backstage, he moved on to literally uh, continue to pummel and beat up on Dolph Ziggler outside of the ring. He moved the steel steps, at least the top portion. I guess he was going to go for some form of powerbomb or something of the sort to end uh, Dolph's career 
he didn't have him picked up before all of the backstage officials were able to come out and stop him. He faked as if he was going to stop. Ziggy was uh, sitting up by the LED board attempting to be helped up. And again, out of nowhere, he hits you high, he hits you low, he hits you from whatever direction. In comes Drew McIntyre again. Reborn, rebirthed in the WWE. You know, he lost the job a couple of years back, but reinvented himself, and he is here. He is beyond the chosen one. Guess what he did? He kicked the man's face into the LED board. And not just kick, he claymored him. Gosh. If we're to speak out of storyline, shouts to Ziggy for this good rub. If we speak in the storyline, my lord. Man, I think we might have to add that Dolph to this match on Sunday. Or something, man, because that's just... That was that was brutal. That was brutal. And then Drew gave him this this his little smile. I know this is the face night. I know we're supposed to be doing this for the faces. But I'm sorry, man. Drew McIntyre, he's like he's, he's my guy right now. Yeah, I like him a lot. I even named one of my uh, one of my favorite swords after him. I named it Drew. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get to this next segment uh, right now. Uh oh. Maybe he sent the officials out. Alright. Wait a minute. Is Finn really injured, y'all? I seen rumblings. I seen people trying to clickbait it. But I ignored it like I said. Either way, tomorrow on the Mixed Match Challenge... Facebook watch 10 p.m. Tune in. I've been watching who's going to the finals. It's going to be Team Mahalisha versus Apollo and Bailey. I'm not mad at the team. I think Apollo is a great competitor. I've uh, been paying attention to him uh, since he's uh, came over from NXT. Jinder Mahal and uh, Captain Foxy. Look, y'all hear this? My heart is palpitating. They sending some, they sending some folk in. Is that, is that the fire truck? It, it seems like the fire truck. I don't know. Either way, pardon, but Foxy and Bailey are in the ring. Is Finn really injured? Wow. How about that? How does this affect the matchup on Sunday at TLC? We'll find out eventually. But right now, again, we've got Bailey and we've got Alicia Fox. Going one on one for their matchup tomorrow on the mixed match challenge. So a cool back and forth match between the two. I like the um, I like the Foxy getting some cool offense in against Bailey, and we saw uh, 
the Singh brothers uh, take a cool bump. Let's get into it. They interfered in the match, uh, which caused, oh my goodness, somebody's outside screaming. They was so affected by the outcome. But um, the Singh brothers got got involved in the match, and that opened up uh, Bailey for a kick to the face from Foxy, which uh, Sasha realized she couldn't do much. She was up on the apron, but it's not going to be able to really do anything. So she jumped down. But shortly after, guess whose music hits? Apollo's music hits. It's come down and uh, equalize the odds. So he comes, he comes, runs down, and uh, you know hits the hits one sing brother with a back body drop, and throws another sing brother in the gender after a, a punch to gender's face. Then we uh, get. Um, Sasha running up to him. Well, actually, let's call this. It was a great meteora spot. A little, a little crazy looking, but it looked cool enough because it looked impactful. But Sasha hit a meteora on one of the same brothers and then asked Apollo to pick her up and throw him in all, throw in all three. It was a little um. How are we gonna? How can we call this? Because we here for the faces this week. The they they um. It was a little stiff. The everything seemed a little segmented, you know. I want to see all of these superstars flourish and go as far as humanly possible. So, you know, small critique. Sasha ain't need to tell him. She should have just been able to look at him and let it be known. This is exactly why Renee Young is uh, uh not not bummed out. Well, I'm excuse me. She's a little bummed out that Finn's not in the match. But everyone's thinking about the uh. The chemistry that Bailey and Apollo are going to have uh, at the Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook Watch. It's actually happening tonight at 10 p.m. So, uh, and you know, the finals are on the line with this one. Let's uh, see how well they're going to be able to uh, sync up going into that match. I don't have a pony in the race. The matches or the opponents have all changed so much. In the past couple of weeks, so uh, let's just see who's going to be number 30 and who's going to get that free trip anywhere. This next segment is brought to you by the Mattel WWE Elite Collection action figures available on Amazon. I have nothing more to say. Let's let this take place. Architect of the shield. He's no architect. I'll tell you what he is. 
<laughs> Whoa. PG, Dino. Good question, Charlie C. Actually, October 22nd, it was when they uh, became the tag team champions, and it was the night where Dean turned on Seth. More importantly, my real name is Joe, and I've been living with leukemia for 11 years, and unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion. talk about the situation you want to hashtag WWE TLC This was last week on Monday Night Raw. Houston, Texas. Dean inoculated himself. Got a couple vaccinations. I want you to understand exactly what I'm saying. 
that was a lot. Surely. Thank you, Mattel and uh, WWE Elite Action Figures Collection. Available on Amazon. We didn't know that, that was, we were going to get an entire video package regarding these guys' rivalry thus far leading up to TLC. Streaming live this Sunday on the WWE Network. But, Charlie C, the C stands for CrossFit, did ask him how he felt. Let's see what Dean has to say about it. Oh, look, he's making that face again. I think they call it like a snarl and, you know. Crazy Dean. Either way, later on tonight, we've got face to face breaker. Moderated by Alexa Bliss. Gonna be the role with Miss Champion Ronda Rousey going face. Uh, well, you know, when we see eye to eye, Miss face breaker Nia Jax. So we got Lies in the ring. You know, him and uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley are going one on one this Sunday live at TLC. Streaming on the WWE Network. It is going to be. A heavy hitter. The two uh, heavyweights, two very powerful gentlemen, very statuesque. Uh, Bobby Lashley might have a little bit of the edge as far as physique goes, but do not sleep on Elias, his muscle uh, and, and his in-ring capability. We know Elias is uh, very good, just like Bobby Lashley. You know, he's like, you know, collegiate stalls, you know, as far as, you know, he's just, they both good in-ring. Um, I don't really have a pick in that match i would like to see how the story is told but in the ring we have elias you know doing this shtick give a quick solo sing a quick song talk some ish about some cities you know this is what elias is known for some people would even argue that they're ready to see elias go on a title run I wouldn't argue against it. I think he's doing great no matter what he's doing. And whenever he's ready for a title run, if backstage sees it fit, then yeah, man, it'd be cool, you know. But guess what? We're not going to fight. We're not going to see Elias and Bobby Lashley, the almighty, go at it now. We're actually going to see Elias and Leo Rush go at it. Remember last week, uh, Finn Balor interfered, but... Yeah, Leo took a guitar to the back, man. That shit was—it looked very painful. Shade popped off his face, off the power of rock and roll. So Elias uh, apparently has a match with him tonight. Now let's not sleep on Leo. You know how we all feel about 205 Live. I believe Leo only took one loss. This actually gives uh, this this gives a little bit of credence to exactly what. Drew McIntyre was saying earlier tonight on the show when every man takes a loss here it is, but it's about how you get back up. Twenty four year old piece of gold looked ready when he was coming down to the ring. And again, we know that man is quick. Now we know Elias is powerful. I was actually thinking uh, about a couple of two or five live superstars going at it with some of the raw superstars. So this is actually a great opportunity for Leo to not only represent two or five live as a superstar, he can represent the entire roster and say, yeah, we could definitely hang with you guys. So, 
this is going to be a good one. I'm extremely excited to see this one and how it plays out, especially leading into the match between Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, and Elias, the Drifter, this Sunday at TLC. Leo Rush was clearly overpowered. He had a couple of very, very cool moves. He displayed and exhibited his agility, his athleticism. But Elias was much too strong for him. There was an awesome sit-down powerbomb spot. He even lifted him up for a last ride. It was a great flapjack spot, too. Leo had to have been at least eight, nine feet in the air. I don't know. But the sit-down powerbomb spot. Literally, he's going for the three, and in came Bobby Lashley to interfere. Now, let's rewind, because our referee for that match was none other than the man with kids himself. Just one man, Heath Slater. And, you know, we remember last week he had the uh, fight for his job against Rhino. Maybe the cut from some of the fat says general manager like Corbin. So, you know, Heath won, but Heath was made a WWE official, which is highly commendable uh, from both sides. You know, Heath, I don't know if that's an up or a down in the you know pay grade, but I think it's something nice to put on one's resume or add to the portfolio. So Heath is the official. And he's walking down so unhappily, which is completely hilarious. But the sit-down powerbomb where Bobby Lashley interfered, Heath did not call for disqualification at all. Let's be mindful that Bobby Lashley is, uh, quote-unquote, as far as the storyline goes, on the right side of history. He is a running buddy, running mate, partner in crime, however we're going to look at it, of the general manager elect Baron Corbin. So if uh, Bobby Lashley's saying, you ain't going to call, you ain't going to ring that bell, then Heath Slater ain't going to ring that bell, and he did not. This is what that story was, and uh, Leo got out the ring and was able to... Uh, Get the guitar after they got Elias down, pardon me, and then, you know, gave him a guitar shot to the back, laid him out, that was what gave Leo the opening, wow, for the 1-2-3 victory, wow, so Bobby Lashley stands tall, going into the match on Sunday at TLC, and Leo Rush picks up the uh, pinfall victory over Elias, where Heath Slater couldn't necessarily do anything because he didn't want to risk or jeopardize his job, understandably so. A very difficult position WWE officials are in. And, uh, you know, this is just another example of Baron Corbin tossing his weight around even from an unseen space. Strategist. 
is a Triforce champion. She is the UFC champion and the current Raw Women's Champion. But by chance, she avoids my knockout punch and grabs my arm. I'm going to open this fist. I'm going to pry her hand off of my arm. I'm going to create distance with her and then I'm going to break her face. This hand that took Becky Lynch away from her adoring fans. This hand that's going to be holding my Oh my god. Over my head. When I erase the myth of Ronda Rousey at TLC. Whoa. Everybody run. Alright, so, uh, you know, Nia Jax comes out and literally all she has to say is that, well, you've heard her. Ronda Rousey comes out ready to fight. Nia Jax gets out the ring because she has she's trying to save that, you know, trying to get under her skin. So we're going to save it for Sunday at TLC. And it really turned out to be a temp. A temporary ruse because as soon as Tamina and Nia Jax were circling up on the ring surrounding Nia Jax, out came Ember Moon to save the day. So next up we've got Ember Moon taking on Tamina in a one-on-one match. That's right, so it was a real, real cool match. couple minutes that match went. Ember Moon took on Tamina, and Ember Moon picked up the victory with the Eclipse after an interference from Nia Jax, but the save from what Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey going into the match on Sunday. I know that um everyone's going to be around each other. You know, the, all of these women are going to be surrounded in the ring, and so many tents is going to be each other's corner. I think Ember's going to be in Nia's, I mean, in Ronda's corner, corner. but um, we're just going to have to find out how this all takes place. Who's going to win? We know Nia has something to prove. She wants to get the Women's Championship, uh, especially after their Money in the Bank victory where Alexa cashed in. It's her first shot back at it. And she's the face breaker now all of a sudden, so she's got, like, super punching powers. And we know that Ronda Rousey is still undefeated as Red Women's Champion. So we're going to find out who takes this victory home Sunday at Survivor Series Stream Live on the WWE Network. We're moving backstage because up next, I believe, we have our main event. Charlie Caruso as Baron Corbin, or general manager-elect Baron Corbin, if uh, he feels that he's abusing his power after a, you know, trick question of it being a loaded question, or well, that being a loaded question or not, he, you know, he gets serious and says that Seth Rollins is the one that called him out. He didn't necessarily ask for the match. He just accepted it, and he didn't want to deprive the WWE Universe of an awesome TLC match between the two and also a first-ever moment between Baron and Seth in that sort of a match with that stipulation. And, you know, Charlie goes on to ask if uh, he's worried at all about Braun Strowman showing up on Sunday, and Baron is still very adamant on believing that Braun is one-armed man. He's not going to be able to show up. He's going to lose via forfeit. So, come Sunday at TLC, we're going to see how this comes to a head. And I must say, I'm very excited to see uh, what's going to happen. But first, we need to see what's going to take place in this TLC match tonight on Raw. All right, so the first part of our main event, 
of Monday Night Raw between general manager like Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins. He's a equal amount of offense. Let's get into uh, one of the major noticed parts, though. Heath Slater, who has already uh, officiated a match, is now the referee of this match, and he's being intimidated into getting a ladder. We had to uh, cut the commercial, but I know things are going to turn up rather soon. Let's see how uh, Heath plays a part in this all. Rollins went for a chair first before the break, but after the break, we see that Corbin was the first one to get to a chair, and he was able to get the first chair shot. All right, now you know it was such a special match. We got to call special spots. First giant spot we got was uh, general manager like Corbin hitting the vertical suplex onto the ladder set up in the tur- in the corner for the turnbuckle, well, on top of the turnbuckle, onto Seth Rollins, and... Uh, you know, everybody has said this before, a time or two on commentary, but um, there's no safe way to land on a ladder. There's no safe way to take a hit by a ladder. It's uh, virtually impossible. It's going to hurt. So, although uh, general manager like Corbin was able to execute the move successfully onto Seth Rollins, he also did hit the side of his head on the ladder also, which he was uh, clearly showing uh, some form of pain based on the, uh, you know, the impact from hitting the ladder with another human being. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Give you the layout of the match thus far. We got a ladder in the corner in the turnbuckle, which Corbin's picking up now. I guess he's going up for the championship after he gave... Rollins a semi-back body drop out of the ring. We got a chair in one turnbuckle and we got a table set up on the other turnbuckle. This is uh, quite the treat for the Monday Night Raw audience going into TLC on Sunday. Corbin began to climb up the ladder going for the championship. Seth Fate was able to get have the wherewithal to get back in the ring, climb up the ladder and stop him. But ultimately got thrown into the ladder himself after uh, going for a stop, you know, his finisher, but it did not work. Hitting the commercial break. Back from the commercial, Seth Rollins was perched up top and went for some sort of move. Baron Corbin was able to duck out of the way. This match was full of counters and uh, reversals because then Baron Corbin was able to get him lifted up for a deep six, excuse me, a deep six. Yeah, and left Rollins actually continuing to spin. Great move by Corbin, an excellent sell by Rollins. His TLC match is uh, very entertaining. And again, it definitely uh, warms everyone up for what to expect this Sunday on the WWE Network at TLC. Corbin literally put that chair up. A couple more reversal spots. Uh, but end up getting rammed into the chair that he set up in the corner. The chair bent, and uh, yeah, it definitely looked like it hurt. The crowd in San Diego is clamoring for tables. Clearly, we've seen a lot of mat. We've seen a lot of spot. We've seen a chair spot. We're seeing a lot of chair spots. Uh, Rollins was literally burning it down on his back, and. Um, yeah, we're going to see what happens when this table comes into play. Rollins going for a tope. He's a little, uh, a little sideways, but it looked nice, and it worked. 
Is he going for it again? Gonna try to keep him down. Random tope. From the corner, from corner to corner, out of the ring. Very good. Very, very good offense from Seth Rollins right now. And you can see that the fatigue is setting in for both superstars. Rollins going for a third tope into an open space. And he literally gets choke slammed through a table. San Diego, you're welcome. Rattled to broken. Both men laid out. This is this is only a this is just the beginning. You guys make sure you tune in to TLC this Sunday. Streaming live on the WWE network because we've got we got this match coming up. You know, and and we got the women doing the same thing. I don't know if Braun is going to be a part of it. We're going to see how it all takes place. But you can't say it's not intriguing to know whether or not Braun Strowman is going to be able to come back. You know, this would be, this would be I guess, even faster than Cena heel in time if he does able, is able to come back. We got Corbett in the ring setting up the ladder to climb now. After that, choke slam through the table. After three topes. So it really speaks to the strength of general manager-elect Corbett. In comes Rollins with a chair. Two shit, two, excuse me, two chair spot shots to the spine, man. And when Rollins went for a third one to ram him with the chair, uh, Corbin was able to get out of the way, and he ended up hitting official Slater. Referee Slater? How do we call that? That was bananas, but now Baron Corbin is back to having the upper hand and the momentum in the TLC match. Corbin had the opportunity to go for a deep six outside right by the ramp, but um, Rollins reversed it. Did I, say, did I say Corbin? Yeah, Corbin went for the deep six. Rollins reversed it, sent Corbin into the stairs, put him on top of the table, and hit him with a frog splash through the table. The universe is definitely turned up right now. WWE Universe hoping that he can climb this ladder and retain the championship. Rollins at the very top. He's reaching. Wait a minute. What's going on? Whoa. It's Slater. Slater definitely just stopped. He's... Oh, he... take place is it going to really happen this way or is Seth Rollins going to be able to get up or is something else going to take place Y'all heard the great Michael Cole 
Y'all heard it. I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat in complete awe. The crowd is going bananas. You want to feel for Slayer. You want to. Oh, with an awesome super kick. Did Corbin just climb underneath the ladder? He's crawling underneath the ladder. Doesn't believe in the bad luck. Then got a thing just got stomped full of troubles. Seth heading up the ladder. Ladies and gentlemen. And still. Versus Rollins. Listen to him. You heard him. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I appreciate you guys for listening. Do me a favor, share the video, applaud the video if you enjoyed it. Uh, ensure that you tell your friends to download the Anchor app if they into the WWE and come on and listen to the podcast from Shadows. Shouts to. Uh, ECW wrestling, shouts to Top Rope, shouts to my man Tom, shouts to every single one of the guys that I had a personal conversation with. This is a lot been going on. I'm still a little excited myself and I'm ready for the show. Don't worry, I'll go through everybody's name and we will promote together. Believe that. Either way, from the shadows, this is Blake. I will catch you guys tomorrow night for SmackDown Live. Catch you later.